Hello, everybody. It's Sue Stiles, host of Hindsight's 2020 and owner of Maximized Results Consulting. Today, I want to introduce to you Valerie Garcia. Hello, Valerie. Hi. Uh, I met Valerie when she spoke at our um, Calgary's largest real estate event, the Forecast Breakfast, this year. And um, I you know, Valerie, when you spoke there, there were several other speakers and I took my, the most notes <laughs> from what you had, had said. And I think I heard that feedback from other people as well. And um, I'm doing this hindsight video series because, you know, so many people, entrepreneurs, we are working our business on our own, solopreneurs. And there's this vast array of knowledge out there, but we don't always get the chance to sit down and talk with everybody. So if I can sit down and talk with a few people and ask you to share, you know, when you look back your hindsight, um, maybe everybody can share uh, the benefits of your experience. So we met, as I said, at the conference. That's yep. a pretty prestigious event. How did you get to that place of prestige? What was your, your road? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, prestige wouldn't be a word that I use to describe myself. <laughs> But uh, I, I've been working in real estate 20 years now, and uh, I worked with a number of really big brands all over the world in education and technology and social media side. Um, and then three years ago, I took a big leap, quit my job, no safety net, no, wow. no plan um, to, to work on my own and to um, take on speaking gigs and consult with clients on education and content and writing. So um, it happens that... Uh, I spoke at an event in Banff a year ago and someone from Calgary was there and heard me and said, we'd love to have you come and speak for, um, for CREB. And so that's how I ended up there. And I mean, right in there is a little point to bring out how you're getting speaking gigs. So you were, you spoke at the Banff Western Connection. How did you get to speak there? Um, I think I ended up there because the person that was organizing that and I connected on social media a couple of years ago um, and we'd been Facebook friends. And so he reached out to me through that. Wow. Just this. Um, it sounds like luck, but it's that purposeful driven connecting building. And so let's segue right into, I always want to ask my um, friends, what have been the best results when it comes to growing your business? Where have you made the best results, found the best clients? Talk a little bit about that if you don't mind. Best results that I've gotten have really just been relationships. And I started out building relationships that were going to grow my business years before I knew that I was going to have a business. Um, even, I mean, 10 years ago, people were telling me one day you're going to work for yourself. And I thought, no, I'm never going to do that. Um, you know, I'm just doing this as an employee. This is just who I am. But it turns out years later, absolutely every one of those relationships that I built without any, um, you know, without any ulterior motives came back around to be somebody that grew my business somehow. So referrals, um, someone said, I know you need to talk to this person. Um, and so majority of my business comes from relationships and relationships that I've worked on, you know, in the past or that I continue to nurture new people that I reach out to. Um, but yeah, my business comes from people just talking to people and it's, I'm not going to lie. It's scary. I'm a closet introvert. I, you know, I'm a public speaker for a living and people think that 
you can't be that and an introvert, but I am. Um, I, I get uncomfortable in small group situations because I feel like I have to have something to say and uh, which is weird for a public speaker. But, um, you know, so it is it's hard for me to reach out and to network and prospect. And and I get that. And so when I'm teaching people, you know, how to do that, I'm coming from a place of I know this is hard. And um, but it is the most important thing we can do in our business. It's absolutely where the bulk of my business comes from. I'm so glad you mentioned that because the first thing on my mind is what about people who don't love building connections or aren't used to building connections? Mm -hmm. Not every business owner is looking to make a hundred friends. You know, they're looking to do business. So what's the attitude people can have or what kind of, um, how can they go in? What's the technique? Well, I was talking to somebody about that yesterday and she was saying, I'm not one to toot my horn. I'm not one to say, look at me, hire me. That's not my nature. And I said, I get it. That's not my nature either. And I think for a lot of people who want to build business relationships and not friends, um, that's their situation too. I said, go into it like I can help you with this as opposed to please hire me. Um, and I think when you approach it from that perspective, it, it helps you look at how your content brings value if it brings value, the way that you reach out, because instead of you having to constantly say, let's be friends or let's connect or please hire me, instead it's, I can help you with something. Uh, what and I great. think that really changes the yeah. way it feels for you, but also for them. Yeah, I can feel a change right inside, even as you're just saying that. I mean, great way to build business, long standing, like it's a long, you know, waiting for that snowball effect. But if we're talk, we talk a bit about the best way, can you speak to any of the worst ways maybe you've tried to get business or other people that you know have tried to get business where it just doesn't work? Yeah, I think all of the things that have ever flopped for me or really any of my clients came from a place of um, talking about yourself just constant look at me look at me look at me um you know i work with a lot of people now who are revamping their websites where a couple of years ago they wrote these huge about me pieces that were all i'm number one and i won all these awards and i you know i'm great at this and um and now so many of them are taking a second look at that and looking at revamping the way that they market themselves to you know I work with brand new baby agents and I always say, don't have a I statement, have a why statement. Because if I ask, why should I hire you? And every sentence starts with I, mm -hmm. it's an I statement. Um, you know, so talking to your customers as you need help with this and you're going to have questions about this and you're going to need somebody who's going to help you through this process. That's me. Um, I think that the other way is, is, is the only way I've ever seen not work where it's just like, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I haven't seen good results from those, from those situations. Yeah. And that's a, a good default that people fall into because they're not brand managers or they don't come from a marketing background. So all mm -hmm. you think when you're starting a business is how come I'm so good or, or why would people want me? I need, I need to tell them that right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there's pressure too, you know, there's that pressure to look a certain way online and, and, you know, have a certain persona and, and come across a certain way. And I think that is a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves. And I think when you yeah. have the courage and the bravery to be real and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm a mess sometimes. <laughs> I think that's when really people start to pay attention to you and they start, you start resonating. 
Um, so let's talk about that for a minute. Social media, online presence. Mm -hmm. I, it really feels like it is turning now from that. Um, everyone realizes it's perfection online and the real story could be something quite different. Um, mm -hmm. Can you speak to that for a minute? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that in the absence of something, that thing stands out even more. And I think that, um, gosh, somebody said to me a couple of years ago, we underestimate how hungry people are for realness mm -hmm. because everything is so manufactured or fake or, you know, massaged or airbrushed or whatever. And so when you see real, it stands out as something really unique and special. And I think we've gotten to that point where we've done so much of that to our content and our persona that when we are real, people are hungry for that. And I, yeah, we're definitely at that point in social media, but it, I'm definitely seeing us turning that corner in marketing as well. You know, like grassroots marketing is what's taking off because people want to see real stuff. And so real, like, can you think of an example or give us an example? You know, how real do you get? Is it only being real about the bad stuff? What does real look like? Um, and what are people wanting to see that's real online? Yeah, I mean, I think real looks like whatever you're the most comfortable with for yourself. Um, you know, I've, I've learned to be really open about the fact that I've had hard times and things didn't always go the way that I thought they were going to in my life. And I've had people come up to me and say, like, you have it all together and everything looks perfect. And, and how do I get there? And inside I'm thinking my life is a mess. And like, I'm having all the same problems you're having. And I realized if you're not seeing that, like I'm doing something wrong and that's not, that's not the persona that I want to be putting out there. So, you know, I think, you know, whether it's your relationship or it's your family life, or it's the fact that your house doesn't always look clean or, you know, like the kids don't always have the perfect lunch with a little note attached to it. You know, like, I think it's okay for us to sometimes just be like, you know what, life is crazy. And, um, you know, like yesterday I posted on Facebook, I was typing to a client and I wrote, um, sorry for the inconvenience and my computer auto-corrected to sorry for the incontinence. <laughs> and I, and I, I literally caught it the second before I hit send. And I just was like, yeah, I, I was like, I'm taking the, I'm like, that's it. The rest of the day is canceled. I'm in recovery. Like I, I have to make enchiladas. I cannot anymore today. But like, you know, I had 200 people go, yes, been there, have had that situation happen to me. And, you know, like, yeah, those moments where it's funny because we're all in the same boat. <laughs> So true. And then when you have those real conversations, people are like, oh, good, me too. Yeah. I don't have to hide behind some fake mask. We can just talk as people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, okay, so you, you have bring a whole past and your experience. This show is called Hindsight's 2020. And so let me ask you, when you look back now, when you look mm -hmm. back over your life, was there anything um, good that you're glad that you did, that you could say this was, you know, I didn't know, but now looking back, great choice, really worked out well. Um, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I look back and I'm really thankful that I had the courage to travel solo. Um, I think that that's something I continually come back to when people say, if you look back, do you have regrets? Um, you know, I think 
one of the things I don't regret is packing up and doing things by myself, even though I didn't have somebody to do that with, not waiting to mm-hmm. do that. Um, you know, maybe one of my favorite memories ever was a week I spent in Turkey by myself, um, which, you know, it, when I thought about doing it, I thought, I, like, this is terrible. I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to wish I had somebody with me. And I didn't, like, I just loved it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, just having the courage to do the things I want to do where I am right now in my life, as opposed to waiting until it looks a certain way, or I have a certain person or I'm in a certain situation. Um, really thankful I didn't wait. Good for you. What a great encouragement. How many people won't even go to a movie by themselves or dinner by themselves? There's like a stigma. So that's a great message. And if people ask you, you know, was there anything you uh, regretted? Or when you look back, you think, oh, you know, I'm glad I've changed that. Do you have anything that you could speak to on on a different scope? Um, I think when it comes to my career, um, you know, I wish that I had sought out more female mentors earlier in my career. I think when I started, you know, 20 years ago, I was the only female working in my office. There were, you know, 45 guys in my office and me. Mm. And I just thought that's what business looked like. And it took me a long time, actually, all the way through my 20s before I realized, like, there are female role models that I could talk to and that I could have reached out to. And I think my biggest regret career-wise is that I didn't reach out for a mentor that maybe had a little more in common with me earlier on. I had wonderful male mentors and and bosses in my life, but um, I think think maybe I would have had a different perspective on what I was capable of doing and what I could negotiate for myself if I had spoken to, um, you know, a woman earlier on. And I, I definitely would encourage like younger listeners of this or anyone really at any age to, to seek out those mentors because they're, they're out there. It's interesting that you're using the word mentor too, because um, I was just talking to someone this week who is a newer uh, real estate agent and they, they want to get all the help they can, uh, including admin help and all of this. And their question is, you know, but the money the money that it costs to hire admin or the money that it costs to get a personal business consultant or coach, the money. And when you're talking about mentorship, you're, you're feeding into a realm of people who have made it to a certain level and are happy to turn around and give back, which is no money, but just a period of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, I, I don't even think of myself as a mentor, but I do. I mentor people all the time. I give time and people say, oh, you know, I should be paying you for this. And I think, no, like this is, I've earned the ability to do this and let me, you need this and I can help you because I'm still reaching up to others at the same time. So yeah, I think we all have opportunities no matter where we're at to help other people. And, and I think that the thing that holds us back the most is we don't ask. And True. so many people would say, yeah, absolutely. I'll give you advice on that. Let me show you the contract I use. Let me tell you how to negotiate that. Let me, let me explain what I did wrong. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good message. Ask just what are you looking for today? At least ask. You never know. The answer is always no, if you don't ask, right? That's right. Uh, And so you talk about, you know, where you're still going and you're still reaching. You've given us some great hindsight. What's on the horizon for Valerie now? Where is a person like you? Where are you going? Where are you setting your sights? Oh, um, 
Well, I, you know, I love to transition out of solely real estate related audiences. I've had some opportunities in the past um, year or so to work with some organizations and some groups um, in greater education fields. And I'd really like to work um, with some more of those. I'm going to be fingers crossed launching some online training this year. And mm. um, yeah, I'm going to be taking a course that I've written in the past and adapting that for speakers. So I'd like to do more teaching for people that specifically want to do more speaking and specifically women who want to do more speaking, because I think we need more of those on our stages. Yeah, for sure. You know, when I started thinking about doing business speaking between you and me and the audience, I Googled uh, business speakers and actually just seeing the fact that they were all men who came yep. up initially really spurred me on. I thought I can speak about business, you know, can whatever motivates you, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, when, when I met you at the Kreb conference, you had a little phrase and I wonder if you just speak to that from before or for now, but you said it's really important to love the ones you're with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really like that. And it's kind of stuck. Um, tell me how that fits into you, your life and your business. Yeah, I, so again, I, you know, work with a lot of people who are trying to constantly grow their business and the, I even, I bought the URL, love the ones you're with. I own that now because I say it so much, um, is that I constantly found myself coming back to the fact that everybody was just scrapping it out for new leads always. It didn't matter what business they were in. It was just always, how do I get more new leads? And my first question to them is always, what are you doing for the people you already know? And most of the time, the answer was, well, nothing. And, and I always remind people, like, if you ask 10 people the same question 10 times, and then you ask 100 people that question once, you're going to get better results from those 10 people. So it's not about having this giant database. It's about loving the ones you have in it and showing them value. Um, and so, I, yeah, that really kind of touches on everything I do in my business. So keeping my database tight working with the people that I already have, asking for referrals from the people that already know me and trust me and, um, you know, working on helping the people that are already in my sphere and not constantly having to feel like I got to scrape more people in there. Yeah. Um, And I think this is a beautiful way to look at business is love the ones you're with, love those people that are in your pipeline and your database now. Um, And I'm not saying, you know, don't prospect and don't lead generate, but there's so much gold in that, in that group of people that we sometimes ignore. Yes. I always say your CRM is your gold mine, yeah. but you're the one that has yeah. to put the gold in there. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that note. Love the ones you're with. I've thought about it many times since we've spoken. So if people want to love you and find you, where can they find you online, Valerie? I am super easy to find. Um, you can just search ValerieGarcia.com and you will find me. Um, I usually joke if you search, if you Google my name, I'm the second Valerie Garcia that comes up after the Filipino porn star. I did um, notice that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that that's not me. But um, yeah. So yeah. But otherwise, ValerieGarcia.com, all my social media is on there. My website's there. It's my blog. Everything's pretty easy to find. Awesome. Well, lots of value. If you want to find out more about her, um, check online, whatever social platforms you're on. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes today, Valerie. I love your hindsight and appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.
you. Bye for now. That's a wrap. <laughs>